King Hall with results from the career site Zipia. Massachusetts took the crown, followed by Vermont, Connecticut, and New York. Meanwhile, West Virginians were the most humble. Zipia compiled its lists weighing factors like education levels, number of Ivy Leagues, and wine consumption. S&P futures down 15. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Under the Hood, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. What will it take for us to stop referring to electric cars as the future? More charging stations in more places. Here's auto expert Jeff Gilbert. Wayne Killian, who's with Electrify America. Consumers tell us to consider an EV. They need to go wherever they want without the concern of a charging station. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. A teenage climate activist is back. We have the tools we need to correct this great imbalance that exists around the world today in the fight against COVID-19. Greta Thunberg spoke before the World Health Organization Foundation, urging governments and vaccine developers to do more. Those who are the most vulnerable need to be prioritized. And global problems require global solutions. Thunberg says it's unethical for high-income countries to snatch up vaccines as frontline workers and those with health risks in poor countries suffer. Her comments come as the World Health Organization announces 5.2 million new global COVID cases in the last week alone. Monica Ricks, CBS News. If you need a new iPad, it's likely there's a brand new version on the way. Apple hosts its spring-loaded event from Cupertino, California today. It's expected to take the wraps off an iPad Pro with better processors, upgraded cameras, and a choice of 11 or 12.9-inch screens. Plus, they may have an Apple Pencil. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. 
Southeast Ohio seniors can turn to Buckeye Hills Regional Council for help with long-term care services and support options, including information on vaccines and transportation assistance. Buckeye Hills can be reached safely by phone for answers to your questions, and they can connect you to a wide range of community resources and information. Learn more by visiting BuckeyeHills.org or call 1-800-331-2644. That's 1-800-331-2644. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday cars, afternoons at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH cars, and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. You've been waiting for months, but the wait is finally over. The Import House is open and excited to see you. We are stocked with all the merchandise you want, from Birkenstocks, Vans, Teva, Keen, and Fairchain gifts to locally made hand-blown glass and a huge assortment of body and sterling silver jewelry. An enormous selection of incense from around the world. We are open to the mask-wearing public from 10 to 6 Monday through Thursday, 10 to 7 Friday and Saturday, and 12 to 5 Sunday. Stop by the Import House at 68 North Court Street, Uptown Athens for our grand reopening, and don't forget our annual 420 sale April 20th for 20% off everything in the store, summer restrictions and apply. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day, like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69, or pick up any size sweet tea for $1. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Heavy uterine bleeding and iron deficiency anemia through the years. Oh, I've been there. Huh? That sweater around your waist, I've been there. Heavy period? Makes you wonder what women used to do. The record you're using to cover your behind. I've been there. Your backward apron. I've been there. If you've been there, you get it. Excessive menstrual bleeding for six months or more is known as heavy uterine bleeding, or HUB. HUB may lead to another condition called iron deficiency anemia, or IDA. Learn about iron deficiency anemia at imayhaveida.com. Brought to you by HealthyWomen.org and Daiichi Sankyo, Inc. I-N-E-P-T. Inept-Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Well, Coach Turf, we bring our fans up to date now. Your team is now 0-7 on the season and 0-3 in the conference after that 79-7 loss at TNT last weekend. But uh, one of the bright spots of the season had to be early in the game when your team scored its first touchdown of the year. Well, that's right. You know, we always looking for bright spots in a ball game, and, and you're right, it was a bright spot. We did get ourselves our first touchdown of the season, and I'm real proud of that, but I'm even more prouder of the way that we got that touchdown. You know, I'm sure we went in there to TNT, and they was expecting to just clobber us all over the place right from the start, and we didn't. Our boys showed their poise. They quitted themselves well out there on the football field. I am real proud of that fact, and we took the football. First time we had it, we marched right down the field. Our quarterback, 12, third and 12, had his finest series of the season. He was handing off to Shortest Summers. He was handing off to Half Pine Hines. He was handing off to Foxhole Fogarty. Boy, we got from the ROTC department special for this game. He was whipping short passes out to the sideline of good old Needles in Oregon. We had a drive where we was balanced in our attack between running plays and passing plays. We went right down the field. We had the ball for, I believe, 19 plays, and we went down and scored ourselves a touchdown. 
and the offense was clicking like a well-oiled machine. Not only that, they was doing good. After that, though, things must have gone a little bit downhill. Well, it's a, it's a good thing that we used all them plays uh, at, at the first, because if we'd only had the ball two, three, four plays like we generally do, that would have given them a whole lot more opportunities to score points, and they would have scored even more than they'd done. Of course, they did score, what was it, I believe 79, 79, 79 right. points. I lost count. You know, any time they go by 50, I just I lose count after that. And I'll be back with more from Coach Turf right after we pause for this message. And, of course, this program, as you've heard many times, proudly brought to you by Ridex. Yeah, it controls things. Coach Turf, you were telling me that TNT had a powerful offensive attack, especially with their sweep plays, their mind sweep left and mind sweep right. Well, that's right, and uh, they worked. They worked good. You know, uh, anytime your uh, opponent scores 79 points, they bound to use something that works, and them sweep plays of theirs worked. You know, they had a fellow named of a Russell, Ricochet Russell, who was bouncing off all our tacklers. Man, I knew that that was going to happen. And they had, whenever we keyed on Ricochet Russell running around them ends, what they'd done was they handed the ball off to their fullback, Treadway, Tank Treadway, and he just kind of bulldozed his way up the middle. And they, and whenever we kind of got all of our defensive boys collected up in the front on the line, and then the linebackers. Oh, Bombs Bennett, man, he'd launched one of them bombs of his, and they'd score a touchdown on a long pass. So you might say it wasn't one of your better defensive efforts of the season. Well, no, I believe I've been saying that the whole program. In fact, what it was was a case where they just had too much firepower for our defense, and special after thinking about showing all them inspirational movies to our boys, what our defense really needed was John Wayne. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. I'm sure many of you think we're half crazy out here. But I just love that show. Wish we could find some uh, similar things on other sports. Hey, good morning. It's a free for all. It's a Tuesday. It's the party line. And as uh, once in a while you may have noticed, it doesn't always interfere with the program, but uh, yesterday I couldn't be here. Every 28 days my wife has a checkup up at uh, the James in uh, at Ohio State. And uh, that's what uh, we had to do yesterday. And everything um, looking just fine. So Good. That's always a blessing. Yep. Good news. Well, today is, um, <coughs> let's see here, the 20th, right? August 20th. No, April 20th. There you go. You got the A right. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have to get my uh, glasses. Um, Wonder where we'll be in August with COVID. But that's well, for another discussion. Well, we can do that now. Uh, well, you can this, go ahead this with COVID the thing. This COVID thing is. Um, I'm really feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I think we are here, but, you know, as we, not to be a downer or anything, but Franklin County went back to the purple level. Yeah, but that's that's just for a period of time. Yeah. <coughs> it's had a that short thing. Huge party <coughs> on the OSU campus, what, Saturday night? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we'll have some of that here, and um, then you get little spikes. But um, here, here's the, okay. Ohio, 37.5% of its population have been vaccinated now. Athens, 34.9%. In the U.S., 63.27% have been vaccinated. Think of that. Which means some states are way ahead and we're not quite up to their level. But it doesn't matter. Everybody's getting done. What does matter, folks? And we have some public service announcements on the air about this. We're concerned about each of you. I know some of you have some misgivings about whether to get the vaccine. Uh, goodness, for the, for the sake of your family, for the sake of yourself, for your loved ones, for your neighbors, your friends. Get it done. The um, We had our second shot plus two weeks. And that all finished a month ago <coughs> in my home. Maybe longer. I've sort of lost track now. And uh, there was nothing, you know. I mean, you know, I've had shots for just regular vaccine stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And once in a while, you'll have a little bit of a sore arm where they had the injection. Yeah. Any time you do that to a muscle. Didn't yeah. have the that really either time this 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 thing. It just happens once in a while. Didn't have any side effects of being sleepy or anything, you know. Just now, granted, granted, at seventy-one or two or whatever the hell I am, um, <laughs> you know, I do like to sleep a little bit more. That's just, uh, but I've known kids that love to sleep more oh, too. Yeah. Um. It's, um, do it, folks, for the world. 
neighbors, for your community. I understand the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is going to be available again pretty quickly. It's a one-shotter. You remember my telling you a week ago when this whole Johnson and Johnson thing came to a stop for a, a moment. Six million doses had been delivered. No, no, wait a minute. Let me get this right. I think I have it right. Six million doses have been delivered. Six people got ill. Okay. Now, I, I, I don't want to fake you out or anything. But my guess is if we took normal vaccines, not, not COVID stuff, but stuff like the things we've been dealing with for years, for this ailment or that ailment, like um, shingles, okay? Yeah, flu shots. Yeah that you would find that for every six million that had taken it, there weren't six bad cases. There might have been 160 that had some mild form of problem, right? Yeah. It's just... The way the vaccine works, it doesn't affect everyone the same way. I mean, you you hope for the the same outcome, that it prevents folks from getting ill, but different systems have different reactions at times. You may well have had a far more serious case had you not had the vaccine. Mm -hmm. There's talk about the fact that this may turn into an annual dosage after they get more and more data assembled. Um, that you would have a updated you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see how it all turns out, but please, folks, I keep hearing about people being reticent or, or just not excited at all. They're apprehensive about that, that's the right word. getting it. That's yeah. the right word. Please. Please do, you, do your thing and take care of yourself, your families, your friends, your community. All right. Well, anyway, since we started the stats, let's continue on a little bit. Uh, Worldwide, yesterday, we have had now a total of 142.6 million cases. That means people that have caught it. Worldwide, there now has been 904.9 million vaccinations. So when you're looking at um, the world population, 
1.8% have caught it. 11.6% have now been vaccinated. Um, deaths worldwide, 3 million. And it's not even uh, 3 million, 42,000 and so on. That's 2.13%. Again, we're, d- we're dealing with worldwide figures. Current, I'm sorry, active cases presently, worldwide, 18,242,850. Recovered worldwide, 121,400,925. So 85% of those that caught it have recovered. United States. Um... Okay, so thus far, since this all began, 32,471,000 cases. That's 9.81% of our population. (coughs) Excuse me. As I already mentioned, so far, 209,000, I'm sorry, 209,410,000 have been vaccinated. That's 63.27% percent of our nation's population. Deaths in the U.S., 581,552. This is as of 2 p.m. yesterday. That's 1.79 percent. Not of our nation, but of those that have caught it, 1.79 percent past. Active cases as of yesterday, 6,849,992. That's uh, 21%. And recovered, 25,040,098. 77.11%. Have now recovered. Forgive my poor memory, Scott. Did I what? Did I do Ohio, and did I do Athens? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Thought I had done some of that. Well, I guess we did the vaccines. That's what yeah. we did. Okay, so <clears throat> in Ohio. There have now been 1,054,807 cases. Now, how many people live in Ohio? 11 million. So, um, you know, it's almost 10%. The actual figure, 9.02% of our population. Active cases at this moment... 58,274, that's 5.5%. Recovered, 996,553, that's 
2.4%. Great number. Death-wise in the state of Ohio, 18,991. That's 1.8% of our population. Now, one, one other thing that... Um, See if I can dig it out in my head here. You know, there are some people that are in an ICU ward. Or maybe ward's not the right term, but an ICU environment, intensive care unit. Others are in the hospital receiving less intense care. And then there's a number of people who are recovering from their home. Okay, Athens County, 65,332 people live here. March 7th of last year is when it began here. Yesterday, we had 14 new cases, bringing the total count since it all began to 5,038. Active cases right now, 160. Um, recovered 4,822. That's 95.7%. Good recovery rate. In Athens County, we've had 56 deaths now. Now, what's the closest thing we can compare Athens to? Well, my reaction was the state of Ohio. So if Athens were like the rest of the state, instead of having 5,038 cases, we would have had 5,895 cases. If we were like the rest of the state, we would have had 857 more cases than we have had. I think that there's, there's good stuff to be found in these reports. And that's why I've been doing them now for a year and a half, it seems like. All right. Well, we'll put this aside. <coughs> All right. Now back to where you started before. Which was? By, well, when you said today is April 20th, 2021. And then I said, well, after you said August, and then you meant April. Yes. I said, well, I wonder where we will be with COVID in August. Well, I mean, it is, you know, I'm not. Uh, Nobody knows. I'm not an um, careless, optimistic type person. I am optimistic, but not to the point of being careless. Um, I have a granddaughter, Julia, who's going to be graduating here from Athens High School in, uh, what, next few weeks, right? Yeah. Um, I have not really been able to see her in person in literally months. 
And when you do, you should congratulate her on her grade reports that I noticed is in the highest segment of grade reports. Summa cum laude, I do believe. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a lot smarter than her grandpa. Anyway, maybe it's some things. The um, I am so troubled to not be able to see my family. Um, some families are super close and tight and, and all warm and fuzzy, right? Um. We're not bad, but we're not like that. I wish we could be. But to have then what level of interaction that you did enjoy taken away. Well, I don't need to tell you, folks. I'm sure you're experiencing it, too. Yep, like. The old saying, you don't know what you got until it's gone. Yeah, stressful. Um, You know, we we used to um, have Sunday night dinners. uh, Not every Sunday night, but at least once or twice a month. Either at our house or at Jackie's house. You know, I haven't done that for a year or so. Um, it's very difficult. Um, all right, well, you know, today, as we said, is Tuesday, it's April 20th. This is the uh, 110th day of this calendar year, 255 days now remain. On this date in 1999, that terrible Columbine High School massacre took place in Colorado. As two students uh, shot and killed 12 classmates and one teacher before taking their own lives. Remarkable. I've got it all mixed up in my head here. I was reading a sentence, but now I've got it straight. In 1812, the fourth vice president of the United States, George Clinton, died in Washington at the age of 72, becoming the first vice president to die while in office. I was just all fouled up with the dates and the office and Clinton's name, right? Because, <laughs> yep. But this is a different guy in a long time ago. Yeah. Not the recent ones. Right. You know, let's set this thing over here. Um, Did you do birthdays? I don't think you got to that one. Oh, maybe you're going to do it in a later list. Yeah, I'm, I've got it coming up right now. Okay. Um, hey, while you're doing that, I, I saw... 
that your organist, uh, Mrs. Robinson, is it, yes. at the Presbyterian, Presbyterian Church, mm-hmm. 50 years yes. of being an organist, I just thought that might be a nice little shout-out to her to congratulate her and thank her for all of her years of piping out beautiful gospel music. Um, she is extraordinary. She can play the old carols, not carols, old hymns. But she's also very good at concert style. Um, Inspirational classical pieces. And um, they're, they're just, uh, they're neighbors also. Yeah, that's quite a milestone. So I thought that was worthy of mentioning. You bet. Dad loved hymns, gospel hymns played on the organ. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see here. On this day in history, what else do we have? The first pasteurization test. And this was in 1862. It was completed by a Frenchman, Louis Pasteur. Hence pasteurization, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Claude Bernard. He got left out of the deal. <laughs> now, pasteurization. You know, for years, all my life, pasteurized milk. Pasteurized milk, right? Yes. What's the deal? What is pasteurization, and what, why is it important? Pasteurization is a process in which packaged and uh, non-packaged food, such as milk and fruit juice, are treated with mild heat, usually to less than 100 degrees centigrade, or 212 Fahrenheit, to eliminate pathogens and extend shelf life. And pasteurization also kills harmful organisms responsible uh, for such diseases as listeriosis, typhoid fever, tuberculosis, diphtheria, Q fever, and brucellosis. 1862, they're saying this occurred. The, that they discovered how to pasteurize. Now, before that, should we make the assumption that someone drinking milk was uh, taking a greater danger? Uh, one could presume that, I would think. Could arrive at that conclusion. And yep. certainly they were doing it, right? Oh, yep. Yeah. Right from the cow and put it in the uh, colder areas. Some folks had uh, small caves that they St- yeah. stored Things in, they use that as a refrigerator, what springs, we now know as a refrigerator. Yeah, they, or freshwater springs, whatever. Yep, colder water, yep. Well, anyway, 1862, that's when this all went down, pasteurization. 1902, Marie and Pierre Curie isolated the radioactive compound radium chloride. 
Madame Curie. 1920, the Balfour uh, Declaration rather recognized and makes Palestine a British mandate. 1968, British politician Enoch Powell makes his controversial Rivers of Blood speech. 1974, the Troubles, the Northern Ireland conflict between Republican and Loyalist paramilitaries, British security forces, and civil rights groups claims its 1,000th victim, 1974. author and activist uh, best known for his role as Hikaru Sulu who was the helmsman of the USS Enterprise in yes. the TV series Star Trek Star Trek of yes I thought he looked a bit of that nature in indeed he was okay two other well-known names um, let's see let's do the uh, younger one first Carmen Electra 49th birthday today. Uh, Jessica Lang, L-A-N-G-E, her 72nd birthday today. Two of them look like they could be really close in age sisters. They look great. Yeah, they do. Two famous deaths. This one I've heard of, the other one, no. Avishi. A-V-I-C-I-I, one word. He was uh, born in 1989, but died on this date two, uh, three, three years ago, 20, uh, he, 2018. That was a stage name, his uh, given name, Tim Bergling, known by a stage name as Avicii, was a Swedish DJ, remixer, record producer, musician, and songwriter. And uh, he rose to prominence in 2011 with his single called Levels. Hey, have not heard of that. He died. Wouldn't, wouldn't it by be suicide. interesting to uh, a suicide? Oh, that's yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be interesting to like play a few excerpts from his show in? See if we could get the nature and the humor of it and the personality, even though his language would have been um, Swedish. Swedish, of yeah. course. Or to hear his song and see. 
Okay, so I'm we're coasting all around in topics this morning. Uh, one of the shows that uh, Pat and I do enjoy watching, although we're not glued to it, is The Voice. Well, you know, this is the time of year when they're putting on that series. And they do it on uh, Monday and Tuesday nights, I think. We were in Columbus yesterday, but we got back in time to do some things and then watch the program. Uh, it is uh, it is interesting to me to watch artists compete against one another. And these are primarily, of course, vocal. Well, the voice, right? Duh. Um... You know, and then there are different styles of music that you may say, I don't like that. Like, I don't like country. And yet when they perform it, it's really quite good. And uh, some other style you may say you don't like, but when you see it in that environment, well, anyway, that's the nature of the show. Yeah. Well, anyway, Avicii from Sweden, huh? Yes. Well, I doubt we'll ever get to do what I suggested, but it's a thought. Okay, Bram Stoker uh, lived from 1847 and died in on this date in 1912. Now, this I, I've heard this name so many times, but why? Uh, does Does it... Does the name Dracula uh, bring back well, duh, anything? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, here's here's the duh part of it then. Abraham Bram Stoker was an Irish author best known for his 1897 gothic horror novel, Dracula. Fair enough. Well, I'm, I'm not a horror movie... Uh, fan by any means. Likewise. Um, so that is not uh, one that I would particularly uh, zero in on. Um, but I know a lot of people do enjoy it. All right. Let's see. Today is National Lookalike Day. <laughs> it's National Cheddar Fries Day. Yum. National Pineapple Upside Down Cake Day. Yum. <laughs> I don't understand this last one. National Lima Bean Respect Day. <laughs> Do you like lima beans? As I recall, I probably haven't had a lima bean that I knew about in 40 years. Now, as a child... My mom had them available as uh, a vegetable once while at dinner. We did, too. Uh, they didn't do much for me. Uh, likewise. Now, there's another thing called, is it edamy or edami? I'm not sure. Okay, they look identical to lima beans. When I took my chip class... Uh, they were all about this vegetable. 
there's a couple places in town that serve enemy pot stickers, like appetizers. Oh, my goodness, they're good. But I swear they're lima beans, hidden. Um, if you're bored back there. <laughs> see if you can find a linkage between lima beans and edamame. Yeah, edamame. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm edamame. Yes. Yeah, okay. It it is a uh, a soybean. Okay. That can be eaten fresh and best known as a snack. Now it goes on to ask the question: Is it good or bad for you? It's a decent source of soy protein. Rich and healthy fiber, antioxidants, and vitamin K. And these plant compounds may reduce the risk of heart disease, improve the blood lipid profile, and a measure of fats, including cholesterol and triglycerides. So. But, I mean, yeah, it's, I knew it was good for us. Yeah. But. I've had them and didn't know what they were called. <laughs> Until now. Don't they look like lima beans to you? They could, yeah. They look like a big, like, peas in a pod. You know, pea, how the peas grow on, yeah. in their pods? Yeah. They look like a puffed-out version And aren't lima that. beans uh, packaged in the same way off the plant? Pretty much, yeah. I just wonder if someone's get, putting one over on us. Well, I, I wouldn't Getting think us to so. eat lima beans without knowing it. Oh, yeah, could be. I don't know what it is, whether it's the texture, the taste. I suppose if they were drowned in butter and bacon you, fat, grease. You no, know, these uh, pot whatever. stickers, well, one place is Seoul. I mean lima beans. Seoul Restaurant um, has the pot stickers. They're wonderful. Oh, yeah, okay. those are good. Uh, someplace else I had them. In a Chinese restaurant, I believe it was. Uh, no I, surprise about that. Yeah, I had them, and they were terrific. Mm. I didn't know what they were. <laughs> I do now. Well, anyway, it is, uh, <laughs> without our, we haven't done very good by this, but it is finally National Lima Beam Respect Day. Put that one over there. Yes, and, of course, lima beans are full of, Superfood ingredients, as as they call it. Okay. In front of me, I have... I'm going to guess it's 40 pages. And it's entitled... Best and Worst Small Cities to Start a Business. Obviously, there's way too much detail than we can cover in this program. But let me cover a couple paragraphs here. Size matters when choosing a city in which to launch a startup. As many veteran entrepreneurs and failed startups understand well, bigger is not always better. A city with a smaller population can offer a greater chance of success depending on an entrepreneurial's type of business as well as personal preferences. The best cities can help new businesses survive economic shocks 
such as COVID-19 pandemic, which already has caused about 100,000 small businesses to close permanently in 2020. Going on, every small city offers unique advantages and disadvantages to new business owners. Some, biz, uh, some benefits include lower overhead costs, stronger relationships with customers, and the potential to become a big fish in a little pond. But there are also plenty of drawbacks. For one, entrepreneurs who want to build a large professional network aren't likely to make as many connections in a town with fewer residents. Other restrictions might include limited industry options, a less diverse customer base, and difficulty attracting and keeping top talent. So, this this report covers 1,300 small-sized cities. It looks at 20 different metrics to see from average growth in number of small businesses to investor access to labor costs. Okay, so how many cities did I say? Let me get to the end here. I don't know if you did. It just said you have a listing of about 40 pages. 1,337 cities. Or small. These aren't huge cities. That's still a bunch. That's a bunch. Okay. How would you love to be able to say this? The city they ranked number one out of, what did I say, 1,300 and some? 1,337. St. George, Utah. Number two, Cedar City, Utah. Number three is Williston, North Dakota. Number four, back to Utah, Washington, Utah. Number five, Logan, Utah. Number seven, Midvale, Utah. Number nine, Clearfield, Utah. I'd say Utah is showing up pretty good. Yeah, I think it is, yes. Okay, number 13, Bend, Oregon. Nick used to work out there. Great place. Um, okay. Number 20th, Cheyenne, Wyoming. And I agree, Cheyenne's a good city. Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> okay, now, the, the, the thing I got to do now is go down and find anything with the O-H. I-O. Behind it. O-H-I-O. <laughs> we may be doing this for a while. Or we could do an O-U, oh yeah. 
Well, I can tell you that I scanned this very quickly, but I did not see Athens listed. But maybe in going through it this time, I will. Um, we're still looking for OHs here. Forget this is not going to go well, I can tell. We have five minutes left. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Folks, hum a tomb out there, would you? Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. The first Ohio community. Ranking 272nd. Out of what we say, 1347. 1337. Okay. Is Sandusky. Way to go, Sandusky. And what I say was 272. Troy, Ohio, comes in 318. Youngstown, 327. Canton, number 380. Riverside, Ohio. I don't know where that is, although I'm, I'm guessing it's near a river. <laughs> um, where is Riverside, Ohio? We'll just find out. Anyway, they come in at 414. I think I know, but I want to make sure. Okay. While you're looking that up, Newark, 439. It is in... Uh, but that's where I thought it was, in the Dayton metropolitan area. Okay. Uh, Finley, 461. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm going to go through this on another occasion when I have some time, maybe this evening, and try to pull out some, uh, distill some information out of it, if you will. Well, I hate to give us only four minutes to, or three even to, to do this, but the George Floyd trial, right? Or rather, the trial of the police officer who um, leaned on his neck and all that sort of thing, and George died. Uh, the jury is now in deliberations. The New York Times has written an, a, a simple sentence. It says, good morning. Will the efforts to improve policing lead to a real-world change? I have tremendous respect for law enforcement personnel.
there are some situations in which you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Um, do I think he needed to be on there nine minutes and 29 seconds or whatever they're saying? No. But anyway, we'll just have to see how this all turns out and pray, and I mean pray, that we don't have some eruption of communities we need to become better people across the board and it's one thing to say it it's another to do it yep well Walter Mondale's passing. I met him on two occasions. Once was on a fishing boat. <laughs> yeah. Of all places. Yeah. And I mean, uh, it was a dozen of us on this fishing boat. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to, to be with that group and have a good time. Folks, we are out of time. We hope that you uh, take care of yourselves today because in the next few days, it's going to be not so cool. Well, actually... It's in our 71st cool. year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The eyes of a nation are on 12 men and women deciding the fate of a former police officer charged with murder and manslaughter in the death of George Floyd. Correspondent Steve Futterman. Deliberations are underway today here in Minneapolis. So far, we are not aware of any contact made by the jury with the court. That would normally only come if the jury has a question or has reached a verdict. When the jury might come back with a decision is the great guessing game here. To find Derek Chauvin guilty on any of the three counts, the verdict must be unanimous. Security has been tightened in Minneapolis and across the country. Correspondent Cammy McCormick. So far, we have not had any information or intelligence that would lead us to believe that there's anything going to happen here. But the police chief in San Antonio, like many, is making plans. Florida's governor has signed a bill that would punish anyone involved in violent protests. In the nation's capital, 250 National Guard personnel are being activated to assist local law enforcement. Members of the Guard will also deployed to Chicago and other cities. A World Health Organization committee makes a recommendation on requiring vaccine cards for international travelers. Everyone should have a proof of vaccination as it is a case for uh, any, any immunization. People should know and should have a registered evidence of, of being vaccinated against any disease. But Tarek Jasarevic says they shouldn't be required to show proof in the case of COVID because vaccines aren't available everywhere in the world. Federal officials may cut levels of the substance in cigarettes that get you hooked. CBS's Wendy Gillette. The White House is considering a proposal.